Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street off Brown. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Raise one right now. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned, student-staffed, destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now here's your host, John Bedell. Hey, Flyer fans, what's good? Welcome into Flanagan's Pub for the first time tonight. John Bedell, University of Dayton Hall of Famer Keith Wallace-Kowski, and you tonight. Talking about a 75-61 Dayton Flyers win. Archie Miller and company moved to 7-2 on the year as they head into finals week, a full week off before their next game. And Keith, this team, I understand it's hard to get up for a D2 team in early December on Tuesday night, but whatever doldrums this Dayton Flyers team had Tuesday, Keith, they absolutely destroyed that mood tonight, and they just beat the brakes off Eastern Tennessee, East Tennessee, I thought, today. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, Tuesday. It was kind of be patient, wait till Saturday. We'll see how it goes. Don't don't get too worried about it because, again, it was a Division II team. Um, and, yeah, they just absolutely came in and blew East Tennessee State away. Uh, you know, I think they kind of blew the fans away a little bit with the effort that was out there. Um, you know, you take a team that averages 90 points and we yeah. hold them to 60 and uh, only 25 at the half, just, you know, absolutely. Uh, incredible activity, uh, intensity of uh, focus, attention to the detail on the defensive end of the court and uh, led to a big game for us. I thought the defensive effort in particular, Keith, was was evident immediately. Uh, the first half, the, I thought the flyers of the four jump balls forced all four of them. Active hands, you saw Archie coming off the bench onto the court, uh, cheering his guys on. You could tell he was very appreciative of the effort, the tenacity. Uh, the flyers uh, forced the, the the four jump balls, I thought, they had uh, at least one shot clock violation they forced in the first half. They came close to forcing a couple others. A lot of steals. Uh, just yeah, five-second out-of-bounds yeah, call five as second, well. Yeah, it just you could tell immediately they set the tone defensively. And it was, I thought, night and day from Tuesday. Cause Absolutely. That first half, Keith, on Tuesday, they, look, they looked like at times they were just running through quicksand. At other times, it felt more like a red and blue scrimmage or an exhibition game. None of that here this afternoon. Uh, yeah, you know, I think Tuesday was just kind of like, uh, you know, we don't really have to practice, but there's going to be people there and the lights are going to be on and all that. And, you know, I think the difference was it wasn't just effort from one person. You know, it wasn't just Kyle Davis bringing it like he does every night. It was everybody that was bringing it. Everybody was into it on defense, moving active hands and turning that defense into offense. You know, just a, just an incredible effort. And I think, uh, you know, more than anything, if you can bring that every single night, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. Even if you have an off shooting night, uh, you have you know, one or two people get in foul trouble. You're going to give yourself a chance to be in games and to win games, uh, compete and win an A-10 championship if you're bringing that type of attitude and effort. Charles Cook had himself a game. He had a half that most guys would be happy with for an entire game. At the half, Keith Cook had 12 points, 5 boards, 4 blocks, and 2 steals. He finished with leading all scores with 24, 8 boards, 4 blocks, 3 assists, 2 steals. He had himself a night, as did Kendall Pollard, a double-double. 12 points, 12 boards, the rebound total there, 12, uh, a career high for Kendall. 
Might this team, Keith, be starting to find its rhythm now with a healthy, he started today, Kendall Pollard working his way back into this lineup? Absolutely. And, and you know, I think uh, Kendall's injury kind of delayed that a little bit because, you know, teams together practicing, working, starting to gel, uh, figure themselves out, and then he kind of adds a different dynamic when he does come back. But we're at that point in the season, and that's why, you know, that's why we're here in the preseason or the, the pre-conference season, I should say, um, you know, working on finding our rhythm. And in addition to that, with a state of Dayton basketball, we're doing that against tough teams. We're doing that against teams that are going to compete for championships in their conferences. So we're not necessarily just, uh, you know, out for a walk in the park, taking it easy on ourselves. Um, you know, we're, we're forcing to kind of speed things up for us. And, and they really are. They're coming together. They're starting to click on defense. Uh, you know, I think you listen to Archie um, when he talks about the, orphan, the, the offense, it sticks with Kendall a little bit. Uh, but it's their offense needs a lot of ball movement side to side um kind of less thinking let's let's attack the basket type of thing and that's starting to come together too a couple ways you can get on board with us flyer fans you can call us up four five seven twelve ninety you can tweet me at jvidlwhio or you can use the bud light mic but keep it clean you know what you can say you know what you can't if you don't play nice i will tell santa and we will stuff your stocking with the fine we get in the mail from the fcc you can pay that bill Bob and Dayton, go. Okay, I'll keep it clean. Hey, uh, I want to really uh, add on to what you were saying as far as uh, Dayton being ready from the get-go. I think, quite honestly, Kendall Pollard helped really set the tone, both in terms of uh, defensive play, but also they really looked confident going inside today. Everybody did. And uh, I think uh, that just helped really put them in a really great position all first half uh, and, and, and it really shut down the East Tennessee State uh, defensively uh, they only got 25 points in the first half so uh, you know what can you say in terms of a turnaround uh, from Tuesday night you know it's it's really funny how momentum works uh, you know right. one or two guys pitch in on defense get a stop everybody picks it up and it just it continues to build and then you go down on offense you turn that defense you go down on offense you make a shot you make two or three shots in a row and you get some steals and it just the the tides turn and it just turns into a you know an overflow of a, a of a great game with Dayton basketball for us to watch you know on, on the same note particularly coming off the bench two guys that have had you know I'd say on and off seasons thus far, uh, John Crosby and Sam Miller both had a really good set of performances. Uh, Sam looked really good underneath today. Uh, he was great on the foul line. And John, uh, I think, showed a little bit of confidence after he got on the uh, on the court for a while. Uh, so it was really encouraged to see both those guys doing well. Yeah, you know, it's it's good to see John. He actually uh, made a couple of baskets in the lane today. And, you know, I thought he's done, he's done a really good job of taking care of the ball compared to years past. And, you know, he moves it. He gets Dayton into their offense. Um, but when he does penetrate, he's struggled finishing off baskets. And today he didn't. And that is a big sign because not only for, obviously, we're, we're focused on this year, but we're going to need him big time next year as well. So for is if he can continue to develop his game, start knocking shots down, maybe help himself out a little bit from the free throw line as well, uh, that would be just a, an added benefit for us. Yeah. You know, when I were going through finals week this week and then right off of that uh, up to Chicago against Northwestern, which is essentially uh, – a, a home game for them and so from that perspective what do you see uh 
Is there any particular takeaway from this game that you see playing specifically against Northwestern next Saturday? Well, you mentioned it being essentially a home game for Northwestern. Let's keep in mind that Dayton fans travel well, so uh, I can I almost guarantee you we're not, we're not going to be a we're not going to be outnumbered. B it'll probably be more of a home game for Dayton than it would be for them. And see, we got a couple of guys from that area too, so it's going to be a home game for them. And you know they're going to be jacked up, ready to go, uh, especially fin- finally finishing off finals. You know, I, th- I think the big thing would be to continue the defensive intensity um, turning your defense into offense keeping that flow going and uh, you know that this team runs off of their defense and as long as that's there uh, and that focus it will be uh, you know it, it, it will lead to good things for us and amen to uh, the fire faithful going to Chicago I happen to know a couple bus loads going up there as well so there you go anyway guys uh, great win uh, hope, uh, let's see what they can do next Saturday till then go Flyers that's right Thank you, Bob. Go Flyers. Yeah, and, uh, you know, physically, obviously, just down the street from Evanston, their campus up there, uh, the United Center, not far at all from Evanston and Chicago proper, uh, the United Center there, Keith. But I I would agree with you in that, you know, that has got to be – I don't see how that's not feeling like a Flyer home game at the United Center a week from tonight. That is a massive, as you know, and anybody that goes to this school does, a massive alumni base for UD. You got, as you mentioned, you got guys from that area, from this squad, this UD squad. And uh, that's going to be a tough test because Northwestern, you know, I know it's still early, Keith, but this is a team that's gone out and gotten Wake Forest. They've beaten Texas. They beat DePaul. Uh, You know, maybe not world beaters there, but a team from uh, the mighty Big East. Uh, they've lost to Notre Dame, but uh, what looks like at this point, and I know, I know the Wildcats have never made the tournament, but in the early going, this looks like at least a halfway decent Wildcats team that you're going to play on a neutral floor. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're going up there. Hopefully it does feel like a home game for us, but it, but it is by no means going to be an easy game. And, you know, another reason why we've scheduled this game um, was to challenge ourselves in the pre-conference part of this season. So, you know, we're going to go up there. It'll be a tough test. It'll be a good test for us. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we will still get to get some exposure for our program on a more national level oh, yeah. and, you know, even up to the uh, the alumni that are in that Chicago area. And getting on national television that's on it's going to be on the big 10 network uh that's one of the goals i know of this the, the philosophy we talked about scheduling philosophy for this program uh tuesday uh, with the d2 team coming into town one of the criteria i know they look at keith you always want to improve your resume you want to expose your program to uh alumni base and do a recruiting base that without the game wouldn't otherwise be exposed to the program and you get on national television that trip to Chicago a week from today does all three of those things. I would I would bet that we have some recruits in the stands that are from that area, and it is going to, you know, it kind of turns it into an easy sell that, hey, you saw what it's like here. Uh, imagine what it's like back in Dayton if you haven't been up there yet for yeah. a visit. And, you know, you're going to see all the fans and how much they love the team and how, how passionate they are about their team. And, you know, it's going to lead to good things for us. Hopefully uh, there's some guys that, that they have in mind that are going to be there, and, you know, we can target them a little bit harder. Speaking of traveling, this is what we call in the business a segue. Back to the Bud Light Mike, Leslie from Ideal Travel. Hi, John. Hi, Keith. Yes, we have two buses heading to Chicago for next weekend, and we still have space on one of those buses to get some fans on board. So for those fans who don't want to deal with driving, with traffic, with parking, for $325 a 
person uh, based on double occupancy, we can get you there and we can give you a wonderful place in downtown Chicago to rest your head for the weekend and transportation to the game as well as for those who want to go to the alumni reception that's taking place there. So really want to get more people on board for that because we really do want to make it a home game in the city of Chicago. For those fans who were listening last week and I was talking about releasing Atlantic 10 tournament packages, that actually did happen via Facebook and email this week. Um, If you're not on Facebook following Ideal Travel Flyer Fanatics or if you're not on my email list, you may want to give me a call on Monday at 223-7447 to get the details on Atlantic 10 packages. Basically what we've got, motor coach, four nights lodging in downtown Pittsburgh, and all session game tickets for $869 plus tax per person. And for those folks who want to line up their own tickets, we have a special package just for them. So again, Leslie at Ideal Travel, we've got you covered to follow your flyers in 2016-2017. Go Flyers. Thank you, Leslie. Dayton Flyers a winner tonight, 75-61, a 14-point win to move to 7-2 and two on the year for the Dayton Flyers. And, Keith, I want to mention something that somebody brought up already here, talking about Pollard and him getting back into the mix and how this benefits Miller. As Kendall starts to work now, he's in the starting rotation now, Keith. He started tonight. Uh, as, as he starts to get healthy and work his way back into this rotation more and more, how does the change in minutes, what does that do for Sam Miller? How does that benefit him? As that sort of, let's be honest, it changes his minute load with Pollard coming back. How does this affect Miller and maybe benefit him, Keith? Well, I think the difference is, is obviously uh, Sam will lose a couple of minutes to Kendall Pollard. Um, but the difference is one of the things that they are, have been working on with Sam and one of the things that he's done a better job so far this year at is playing hard in those minutes and playing, giving a better effort, not coasting and not just, you know, kind of uh, spacing things out so you can make it through a whole game. And so they kind of give each other a bit of a relief there that they can come in, play hard, max effort, max intensity, and when you need a break, you've got someone behind you to, to, to back you up. Um, like I said, that's, that's a big thing that they've been working on with Sam. He's been doing a better job at, the, at it so far this year. Getting the flu in the middle of the season doesn't help because it takes a while to recover for that. Um, but again, you know, he's a big body. We're going to need him. He's mentally, I think he's in a better spot and he's been doing better. Um, so it's just going to be another focus of, hey, take your production that you've done over, you know, 25 minutes a game, compress that into 16, 17 minutes a game. But we need that same amount of production in that limited, uh, limited minutes. Um, you know, I think it'll be, it'll be good for him and for his development for the future as well because those minutes are going to be his to earn again next year with being out. Flyers a 14-point winner tonight, 75-61 over ETSU. John Bedell, Keith Wawoskowski, and you, Flyer fans, here live from Flanagan's Pub for Flyer feedback. It continues on the other side after we take a break for news right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. On air, online. At WHIO.com. And in the WHIO app. The home of Fox News in the Miami Valley. Your news starts now. It's 430. I'm Bill Scheidel with an AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO news update. Our top story, a winter weather advisory going into effect tonight for Auglaize and Mercer counties. We're expecting snow tonight, so if you have any travel plans, you'll want to stay tuned. 
I'm meteorologist Brett Collar. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now from the AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO 24-hour team traffic center. We're not seeing any problems on the freeways at this hour. And the, uh, the uh, monitors have also been quiet as regarding uh, traffic on the uh, surface streets as well. Our top story looks like it's time for us to put away the rakes and get out the shovels. The National Weather Service issuing a winter weather advisory that will go into effect at 10 o'clock tonight for Mercer and Anglaise counties and will run until 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Snow moves in tonight and early on Sunday. With it, we are expecting some accumulation. Most of us will get between 1 and 2 inches, but north of 70, some spots could be closer to 3 inches. Storm Center 7 meteorologist Brett Collar has all the details in his forecast coming up shortly. Now to Chicago where the National Weather Service has issued a winter storm watch for this weekend, warning that up to eight inches of snow there could blanket parts of Chicago overnight. Uh, Mayor Rahm Emanuel says the city of Chicago has some goals to keep the place clean for the start of the work week. The goal is that for the start of the work week and the school week, the streets will be cleared so people can safely, securely go to school and go to work. And just a reminder that Auglaise and Mercer counties under that winter weather advisory starting at 10 o'clock tonight. Dayton's 24-hour news is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Continuing news now. And with just an hour to go before a government shutdown, the Congress passes a spending package. In addition to the massive spending bill, Congress passed a wide-ranging water bill that provides $10 billion for water projects across the country, including relief for droughts stricken California and funds for Flint, Michigan and other cities whose drinking water has been contaminated by lead. Fox's Garrett Tenney says Congress is now on break until January 3rd. Members of the public will be given eight hours on next Friday to pay their respects to the late astronaut hero John Glenn in the rotunda of the Ohio Capitol. A you know, public memorial service is scheduled for next Saturday at Ohio State. Glenn was the first American to orbit the Earth. He died Thursday at the age of 95. And as you heard earlier this afternoon, the UD Flyers beat East Tennessee State 75 to 61 at UD Arena, approving to 7 and 2 on the season and sitting on top of the A10 conference. The Flyers have some time off now. Next game, December 17th against Northwestern on the road. Of course, you'll be stay tuned with more from Flyer feedback coming up with John Bedell. Now here's your exclusive WHIO Storm Center 7 forecast. Mostly cloudy skies becoming cloudy as we head overnight tonight with snow moving in. Temperatures overnight falling into the lower 20s. One to three inches of snow possible with the higher amounts further north. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies with more rain and snow. Better chance for rain occurs as we head into the evening hours. Highs tomorrow in the upper 30s later in the day. I'm meteorologist Brett Collar on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. To scan the live Doppler 7 HD radar is clear. We have 26 degrees in, in Springfield and 28 degrees in Dayton at 434. I'm Bill Scheidel on Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, the home of Fox News. We report, you decide. I listen every morning. Make AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO your first stop every day. As soon as I wake up and when I'm getting ready for work. Miami Valley's Morning News with Larry Hanskin. It starts my day every morning. Weekday starting at 5 a.m. Simply the best. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Get the weather on demand and in the palm of your hand. The WHIO Weather App. Tracking 24-7. 
Set your current location and get alerts wherever you go. Stream 7 Weather Now and track live Doppler 7 HD. Don't settle for a generic national app. Get the local content you deserve, catered specifically to you. From the Storm Center 7 team of local meteorologists, the WHIO Weather App on your phone or tablet. Download it today. That is a pretty good breakfast. You're not even eating. Not ever. Why not? What's up? Kath and I knew that Jenny had been partying a bit. Found out she tried heroin. Most people don't know what to say about drugs, but we do. Visit us at drugfree.org. A message from the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, where families find answers. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub here on Stewart Street. John Bedell, former Flyer and University of Dayton Athletic Hall of Famer Keith Wallace-Kowski, and you this afternoon live from Flanny's, the best Irish pub in the history of ever. Trust me, I'm a reporter. 75-61 adds up to a 14-point win for the Dayton Flyers. They are 7-2 and on the year, and Keith, this team is now, they're streaking. We're going streaking! They won five straight. They have, you know, they're, they're, they're making strides. They're, they're tuning things up. They're step, moving in the right direction. Um, you know, again, I keep, I, we keep talking about their schedule and what they've done with their schedule, challenging themselves, challenging teams. And, you know, uh, tough early, especially with losing Cunningham. But they're starting to develop an identity now, I think. And, you know, kind of I, one of the things that I was thinking about before the game was what's going to happen with uh, East Tennessee coming in at 7-1. and one. You know, they're yeah. going to be a tough team and kind of what are we going to face, but who have they faced versus who have we faced? And, you know, I think that strength of schedule has uh, prepared us much better for this game than what theirs did for them. So, you know, obviously two different ideologies there. Yeah. But, you know, we're headed in the right direction. I'm, I'm happy with it right now. Hopefully we can keep that momentum going. Certainly uh, the defensive efforts at the tone early, Keith, you talked about it earlier. They, they held a team that was averaging 90.6 a g- points a game. You talk about a high-octane offense. Held them to 25 at the half, 61 overall, 36% shooting from the floor were the Buccaneers. And I think good for a lot of Flyer fans to get East Tennessee out of here with a loss, uh, Keith, because the last time they were here, I think Flyer fans remember for all the wrong reasons. In 2010, that was when they came in here, and it was a real clunker for the Flyers where they had not – a lost a home non-conference game since 2005 snapped a 40 game home win streak just ugly so nice to get the bucks in and out of here with a loss on their end 457-1290 is the number flyers fans we're going to go to the phones for the first time this afternoon to john and dayton john what's on your mind brother hey what's going on gentlemen not a whole lot pretty good after this win yeah heck yeah um just like keith said i completely agree we're starting to hit that momentum uh, this is uh, this is what we see with Archie Miller, though. Uh, we we just we start where, wherever we're at, uh, whether it's awesome or, or slow, and the team just gets better. But uh, and one one more thing, a Pollard, his rebounding today. I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, it, it seemed like maybe he uh, spent some practice time or watched some videotapes of old Keith Falskowski getting rebounds. But uh, that is a good sight. Sometimes you just got to accidentally be in the right spot. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I just want to harp on Archie real quick. This guy that we have is about to be 
uh, I'd say 15 years from now, known as maybe one of the greatest coaches in college basketball, top three, because I, I cannot think of a single coach in Division One who's had to face the adversity that he has had to face between the last three years with having to let those two players go, um, which was the right decision um, for taking things from dorms and having to deal with the tragedy of Steve McIlvain and having to deal with injury after injury after injury to big man. He has taken whatever he's given and he has taken every single player and every single aspect they can do and he has made a perfect team that they could possibly be. I'm telling you, this team is only going to get better this year. And I think we're looking at yet another tour of the NCAA tournament. That's all I got. Boy, wouldn't that be nice, John? Four straight, something this program, Keith, has never done in all the years, even under all those, you know, golden years under Donaher. This, this program has never uh, made it to four straight tournaments. They're looking to do that this year. And, Keith, you know, John talked about that adversity. I was talking to Larry a couple weeks ago about that around the newsroom, and it's almost like they thrive on it. Yeah, they do. They, you know, it, it's kind of – and it's been a couple of years now that they've been going through situations like yeah. this. And I remember specifically sitting up here and talking with you about it. Uh, you know, what are we going to do now? And saying, you know what, I don't know, but that's why I'm not the coach. That's why Archie <laughs> Milley's the coach, and he's paid to come up with a plan, and he does, and he leads this team, and he gets them to believe in themselves and execute what he is uh, putting into the putting into place in practice. And, you know, I, I can't echo that enough, that he has done just an absolutely tremendous job of getting his teams to execute his game plans. And it's been a tremendous success for our guys. And, you know, yeah, sometimes you face a difficult situation that you're out three big guys or four big guys and you've only got seven guys on your team that are on scholarship. And you know what? Hey, boys, go and have fun. Go play and have fun. Play as hard as you can. And I'm not going to ask much else of you, but, but... give it everything that you got and you're not faced with as much uh you know you're not worried about making a mistake and looking over the bench is he going to yank me out or you know did i mess something up just go out there play the game have fun do what you're supposed to do and everything else will fall into place for you and you know that's what they've done he's uh i've been as high on his hire keith since day one in april of 2011 and uh He's one hell of a coach, and we're lucky to have him. So it's a good Absolutely. situation to have here. Hopefully he sticks around for, some, for yeah. some time for us. Selfishly, I hope that's true Absolutely. as well. Back to the Bud Light Mike, Tom and Kettering. John and Keith, uh, 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 first of all, uh, you know, I've been here since 66. He's the best we've ever had, no, no doubt in my mind. And, and uh, these, guys, uh, uh, these guys tonight, I think they uh, were more enamored of shooting than they were of playing defense. Uh, uh, East Tennessee. Yeah. They, they like to shoot, uh, mostly from far away. And, and uh, uh, that plays right into what Archie's, you know, doing. But you talked about the way he figures things out when things are things are in front of him. You know, I remember when he was down to six guys in a walk-on, uh, he said, we have no excuses. That's exactly what he said. He said, we're not going to use this as an excuse. And he didn't, and he went out and he won two games in the NCAA tournament. And uh, with those guys, I mean, you know, and and uh, he's just uh, he's solid, he's just he's just solid. Um, what what can we do to get uh, Baby D involved? I mean, he, it's yeah, like he's like he's, he's on another uh, 
uh, you know, on another, uh, like on a fast-moving meteor somewhere away from basketball. And, and uh, um, you know, just, uh, uh, and if you're, if you're struggling with your shot, the least you can do is make foul shots. And it's supposed to be a good foul shooter. So, but anyways, that's, that's my thoughts. What do you think, Keith? I, I think in his situation, uh, obviously he's a tremendous shooter, but most of everything that holds him back is himself, mentally himself. I think uh, sometimes he lacks confidence, which is, which is tough. It's tough to teach confidence. It's tough to teach him to um, you know, step in, do something. If, you, if you're not feeling good and you, you step up to shoot a ball, your, your mechanics aren't all going to be there. It's, you're not, you don't have your whole heart into it. You're not going to get it up where it needs to go for it to get in. Um, and that's why you see him when he is confident, when he's made his first shot of the game, you know, he doesn't struggle after that. Uh, he will make shot after shot after shot, and then it, it, kind of the rest of his game feeds off that as well. Um, so, you know, I, I know they are – with him trying to uh, let him know, hey, we've got your back. At the same time, they're pushing him to improve himself, to to be confident in his own shot when he's open shoot because, you know, your offense needs that. If you're open and it's the right shot uh, and you don't feel confident in shooting the ball, you may as well sit because that's going to mess up the offense. Um, so, you know, he just he, he needs to mentally be into it. Um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of guys that believe in him, and at the same time, you know, it it may open the door for someone else that needs to step up and, and earn some minutes for themselves. So, um, you know, again, I, I just can't say it enough. Most of everything he has to that has to do with him, I believe, is mental. And just the opposite is uh, Kendall Pollard and Kyle Davis. I mean, they, they have uh, – Kyle, Kyle Davis thinks he can block uh, Bill Russell, you know, and and, yeah. uh, and he may he might be able to. And, <laughs> Uh, but and, and and Kendall looks like he's you know uh, pretty confident right now too. Absolutely, you know I think the difference between those two guys is, is the confidence is always there with them. There's nothing going to hold Kyle Davis back. And I can't uh, you know again I can't say enough about this kid. I love him. He's one of my favorite players, if not uh, if not my favorite player of all time behind myself, of course. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. I would throw Brooks Hall up there too. Um, you know, and, and every single game, Kyle. Davis, he's intense. He's focused on his defense. Uh, you know, he takes advantage of the offensive opportunities that are presented to him. But he is a team first. You know, full of guts, full of uh, every leaving everything out on the court. And if everybody could kind of follow that lead, we would be really, really dangerous. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's the difference between those two, Kendall and and Kyle. The confidence is always there. Daryl, not so much. There's a little bit of convincing himself he has to do, and usually it revolves around uh, his first shot if he makes it or not. Thanks. Um, just one other thing. It's great to see Johnny Davis there. Wasn't uh, that cool? Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys are old enough. But Johnny Davis played when you could, you weren't allowed to dunk the ball. Johnny Davis would just go up in the air, hold the ball over the basket, and drop it in. That's how he was an incredible jumper. He was a jumper like Kyle, only he was 6'2", and uh, uh, just an amazing player. Yeah, that was a cool moment. He was at the arena, as Tom was mentioning, Johnny Davis, former flyer, former NBA player and coach. Uh, he was in the arena today for the first time, and uh, he was uh, on the Jumbotron, not a head coach, stepping. And uh, crowd went nuts. 
he got the Donaher was there. Don Donaher, speaking uh, the aforementioned Don Donaher, was sitting next to him. And of course, you know, coaches uh, didn't always want the attention when he's at the arena. But he, you know, Johnny got him to stand up. Place went nuts for the both of them, and that was pretty cool to uh, to see in there, Keith. Today. It is. You know what? And being a former player, being a former Flyer, still a Flyer, um, it's cool to go back and to be in that atmosphere. It's cool to uh, see how successful these teams are doing and be proud of that fact. And you know, able to reminisce a lot with uh, with my former teammates. Um, you know about the times when we were here, when we were playing, and, and, and all those all those good things. But it's something to be proud of. It's something to brag about, um, and it's something. It, it's fun to come into the arena and and think about this is what we used to do, and you know, used to listen to uh, BG say, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're doing right now, you guys started to, to pave the way for, and you know, all the thanks and appreciation that you get to see again from the fans, even though it's been years since since we played. It's it's nice. One of the things, Keith, we've been talking a lot of. Positives. One of the things that Archie kind of raised the red flag about a little bit, uh, of area of for him uh, that was of concern was the three point percentage. Keith, uh, the the Bucks still shot you know almost forty percent. They shot thirty eight point nine, so thirty nine percent from beyond the three. They gave up eighteen attempts. They shot seven of eighteen from beyond the arc. Uh, Archie was talking about that was a little too. Uh, healthy of a clip for him to give up beyond the the, the uh, three ball line. What do you look at in terms of three ball defense from this team, Keith? Because that seems to be something Archie said. Look, we, we're okay today, but that for me going forward is not okay. Yeah, obviously it's something that when you're guarding your guy, you got to have your hand up at all times, closing out strong. Um, and it, you know, it's a fine line of stopping a guy in close, you know, closer to the basket and being able to recover to your own man with a hand up so we're not giving up open threes and being able to put those two things together. Obviously, it's difficult, but that's what makes one of the things that makes good teams good. And, you know, it's another stat to to be able to focus on and be able to work on as well. Cook led the way again today, uh, even though Kendall Pollard was our player of the game, Keith, with 12 and 12. He had a double-double, 12 points, a career high, 12 boards. Um, Charles Cook led the way again offensively with 24. He just continues to put this team uh, on his back uh, offensively, Keith, and just lead the way. But one of my buddies tweeted this uh, during the game, and I, I want to talk about this because uh, my buddy Adam said, look, no disrespect to guys like E.C. Matthews and Jack Gibbs. They're a heck of a player. They're, they're both tremendous talents, but if Cook isn't a front runner for Player of the Year, people are just out of their minds. I mean, right. we're looking at. Do you think he's developing the kind of season? Is he putting together the kind of season, Keith, that could that could end up with him being in serious consideration for the Player of the Year in the, in the conference? You know what? I, I would hope so, and I think a big part of that too is how good is the team. You know, because it doesn't yeah, do someone true. any good to come out and average twenty five if you don't win a game in the conference. So I think a lot of those type of players are kind of pushed off to the side a little bit. And you know, he, Cook is. Uh, He's a different type of player, in my opinion, because he doesn't excel only in one thing. You know, he's not yeah. he's not just a scorer. He's not just a shooter um, or or uh, like an Iverson type of crossover handle, get into the lane, finish type of player. Yeah, he does a whole bunch of different things really, really well. And uh, you know, I think that's what. I, I, I think when you come and you're looking at player of the year type of candidates, it's more than just one thing. You know, he's not just making, you know, five threes a game. He's doing little bits of everything. And he may not be the best at each one of those categories, but he's top four, top five. And when you put it together, you know, I'd argue for him player of the year right now. You want to get into semantics of uh, most outstanding player or most valuable player? If it's if you lean towards the MVP semantics of that, 
most valuable player, Charles Cook. Yes, as, sir. as he goes, so goes this Flyers team. 24 points and 8 boards for Charles Cook. 75 points for the Dayton Flyers, 61 for the East Tennessee Bucks. Dayton, a 14-point winner and a runaway. They now lead the series 2-1, all-time against ETSU. John Bedell, former Flyer, Keith Wallacekowski, and you, Flyer fans, for Flyer feedback, the home stretch of it, live from Flanagan's on the other side, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Loyalty. It's all about being there. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. So to say thanks for being there, AAA rewards loyalty. Like how you get savings on AAA auto insurance just for already being a AAA member. And the longer you remember, the more you could save. Also, if you've been with your existing insurance for a while, you'll get a discount when you switch. If you have both AAA auto and AAA home insurance, you could get even more savings just for being loyal. But your loyalty gets you more than savings. It gets you comprehensive help. Because when your AAA agent knows you better, they can help you better. Insurance that's not just insurance. Talk to a AAA insurance agent at your local office today or visit AAA.com insurance to learn more about AAA auto insurance loyalty rewards. It feels like you're frozen, petrified, You're struggling with your mortgage payments. The bills begin to pile up. Not knowing what to do, you do nothing at all. And that's the worst thing you can do. Because if you take action, if you do something about your mortgage problems, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about the options that are right for you. Real help, real answers, right now. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov and do something about your mortgage problems. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Miami Valley and Ohio's election headquarters is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Miami Valley listeners, it's the Talkmaster Neil Bortz. Don't miss hearing me every weekday morning on Miami Valley's Morning News. Whether you live in Kettering, Huber Heights, Miamisburg, Springfield, or Fairborn, you can catch me. 525-755 AM on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, this is Larry Hansden on Miami Valley's Morning News. Listen every Monday at 750 as I'll be talking to Neil live. Every Monday at 750 AM right here WHIO. And if that's not enough for you, subscribe and listen to my Bortzcast, unfiltered, insensitive, long form. Go to connectpal.com slash Bortzcast, B-O-O-R-T-Z-C-A-S-T at connectpal.com. See you weekday mornings at 525 and 755 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Mostly cloudy skies becoming cloudy with snow moving in. Temperatures overnight falling into the lower 20s. I'm meteorologist Brett Collar on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 
Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub for the final time tonight. John Bedell, former Flyer and University of Dayton Athletic Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you, live from Flannies here on Stewart Street 7561. The Dayton Flyers, a 14 point winner this afternoon. They're now 7 and 2 on the season as they take a week off for finals. And they head off, Keith, to Chicago a week from tonight uh, for a matchup with the Northwestern Wildcats. Get a look at that Big Ten speed and uh, in the United Center a week from tonight. That'll be a fun game. Different, a- different atmosphere. You know, yeah. and it's funny because even though it's the middle of the season, you're playing the United Center, bigger bigger arena, uh, different lighting setup. It's And because it's part of a two-game series in that night, it's yeah. going to have an NCAA tournament oh, yeah. atmosphere to it. Uh, BYU-Illinois is their game uh, that night at the United Center. Kendall Pollard, I saw, was quoted in the post-game interviews as calling it a, quote, bucket list item for him to play at the United Center. He's obviously one of the Chicago area kids uh, on that squad, the others being uh, Josh Cunningham and Kyle Davis. So exciting times for these Chicago area kids to uh, be headed back yeah, home to play be, some ball. That'll be a lot of fun. You know, anytime you yeah. go away to college, uh, obviously I wasn't ever in this situation because I got to play every game at home. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, you go away to college and play, and it's always fun to get one back in front of your all of your family and friends in the yeah. home place. Uh, so hopefully it's something for them to be uh, extra excited for. Don't pick up two fouls early because you're too excited, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it should be a good time for them. I got excited as a kid from Akron when they came home to play my Zips uh, when I was at UD. I think it was my junior year. I can't imagine what it's like to actually go and be playing in that game. It right. be a lot of fun. And playing in the NBA arena and everything, yeah. too, that I'm sure he's, you know, watched watched the Bulls play yeah. in over and over. So yep. it'll be fun. 457-1290 is the number of Flyers fans, or you can tweet me at WHIO on the Twitter, or you can uh, hop on the Bud Light mic if you are here in Flanagan's, which is where we're going out of Jeff and Dayton. Hey, guys, uh, take a line from uh, Major League. Uh, it looks like this team's starting to come together. And there's a lot of games we'd have lost over the last three years with Scoochie Smith playing like he did today. He really did not have a good game. He, he got a couple of buckets late, but he was, I think, one for eight in the first half or something. Just didn't have it, but there's so many other guys on this team that can step up, fill that. You know, if he's down a little bit, okay, you know, Charles Cook steps up, has a, you know, a, a half you know that's as good as a lot of guys have a game or you know Kyle Davis just steps up a little more intense and Kendall Pollard coming in it's really nice to see where where the when the guy that stirs the drink isn't stirring and uh, so someone else just steps up and and uh you know picks him up yeah, it's always tough, uh, you know, and unfortunately that's the way sports are every once in a while. You have an off night, and Scoochie had one tonight, but you know what, no big deal. Hopefully uh, he's able to rebound next week and uh, and come up with a big night and continue to have this team running because, you know, that's one of the things that, that he didn't have an off night from was having this team running like it should. And it helps when the guy that really stirs the drink, Charles Cook, is stirring too. Absolutely. That doesn't hurt. <laughs> 24. Look at this stat line. I mean, this is just out of his mind. 24 points, 8 rebounds, 4 blocks, 3 assists, and 2 steals for Charles Cook tonight. Yeah. That's it's, an evening. Yeah, that's that's an okay game. And Kendall Pollard, uh, not too bad when you're going to have him healthy. And as we mentioned, Keith, he was our player of the game tonight. Double-double, 12-12, double, and 12, the rebound total, 12 a career high uh, for Kendall Pollard as they now uh, Keith let's talk about this as a former player they take a week off now and they got to really buckle down academically for a week uh, to take exams gives me academic PTSD just thinking about it I was never who is a fan of exam week but oh glad I don't have to do that anymore Uh, what is this like as an athlete Keith to take this week and now 
you know, prepare for Northwestern, but at the same time, really having to buckle down academically as you get ready to go into finals week. Oh, it, you know, it kind of it's it's a weird long week. Uh, yeah. You're, the the practices aren't going to be as intense early early in the week. They'll probably take a couple of days off. Maybe do you know a lot of guys are banged up. Get a lot of rehab. Make sure you're seeing uh, seeing Mike Mulcahy getting getting the treatment that we need to at this point in the season to stay healthy. Um, you know, and, and do some different skill work. Maybe you're not going through a full practice, but you're getting in the gym. You're doing a lot of shooting or just kind of jogging, getting a sweat going. Um, and then obviously using a lot of time to make sure you're studying and, and take care of the finals and, and get the grades that we need to to uh, to take care of that aspect of their lives. So, um, and it's you know it's you get into a routine with college basketball. You're playing every two three days, and now it's going to be seven before you play again. It, it kind of throws a wrench into things, and it's hard to get used to that. And not necessarily as fun, but kind of a relief once you do get to the game that you finally get to play a game again. And this is a stretch for these guys, Keith, where as soon as they hit a week from tonight against Northwestern, that's a full month where they've got nothing to focus on but basketball because they stay here on campus while everyone else goes home for Christmas break for a month. Uh, what does that say that, or how might that help them with? They, they seem to be, we'll see what happens a week from tonight, they seem to be starting to hit their stride and figure it out. Good time to do it? Absolutely, good time to do it. Good time to do it, good time to continue to build, continue to build the resume, to continue to get the team uh, clicking on some things and, and keep focusing on the things that are just going to take us further into March. All right, that's going to do it for us Flyers fans. One more time, Dayton winners 75-61. Our next game is a week from tonight, Saturday against Northwestern in Chicago. Our coverage starts with the Bud Light pregame show, and then Larry and Bucky have the call live from the Windy City at 7. We will see you on the radio a week from tonight, Flyers fans. Until then, for my partner Keith Walskowski, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers.